Welcome back into the program. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson here from Radio Row with Brooks Childress, Tom Peavy, Ryan LaVoy. We've got the whole Sports Call crew here. And now we are uh, incredibly honored, excited to join Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Sports here with us. And an Auburn alum himself. And Lindy, this conversation's long overdue. Thanks for making time for us hey, today. No, I appreciate it, JJ. There are going to be some people in your audience that know me. Yeah. And they're trying to call into the station right now and say, <laughs> honored, honored is not the right verb. <laughs> so just don't, whatever, whatever they come in, don't let me know them. That's don't let me right. know what the cause are. Now, glad to be on with you. And I want to say before we start, uh, it's been a real privilege yeah. uh, to be on your station. Uh, the Lindy's Football Report, we're going into our 10th year. Uh, we started with y'all maybe for first year we did it. I know we had 13 stations in two states. Right. We had a, more than 100 stations in 14 states last year, uh, and we're real privileged to be on with y'all. We appreciate it very much, and we appreciate the people that listen to you. I have people from time to time tell me I heard, I heard you on your right. network. Appreciate that, and urge the folks that uh, are listening to us, uh, let the station know that you appreciate things they have on the air and give patronage to the advertisers. Because if, uh, if we didn't have the advertisers Amen. on this station and others, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Uh, I know I feel blessed that my career has been able to be sports journalism. No kidding. And if it weren't for the patrons that we've got that listen to us and read us and, uh, and uh, give loyalty to our advertisers, we wouldn't be able to do this. And the advertisers are the reason we get to be here at events like this and travel, and there's expenses that go into it. And so exactly. I appreciate you saying that. And we will have the big announcement again uh, on Friday nights this fall right. going into our high school broadcast for Beauregard High School football here on right. WTGZ 95.9, the Lindy's football report every Friday night after our sports call goes off the air. You hear from the great folks at Lindy's, and then we'll jump into some high school football coverage on Fridays. What's on those shows? What can people expect to hear if, well, if the, they haven't heard it the, before? The first, the first half of our show, we do more of a national picture. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about things that happened the previous week. Uh, we'll have interviews with coaches and players. Uh, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, look at, we'll look at that. Um, the second part is more about uh, the upcoming ball games. We are not a exclusively Southeastern Conference show. Right. Uh, we've, got, we've got affiliates in other parts of the country. Uh, but it's primarily our footprint southeast and the big majority of our stations are in the southeast uh, region. Uh, we'll do predictions on the games. Uh, I would say I have, to, I have to predict the games every week. Uh, any of you that have got your favorite bookie, I would say you do not want to go by what I say. <laughs> so save your money. Spend it on your children's shoes or something. Don't, uh, go, but I make picks every week. Uh, we do an upset of the week. Um, and we basically we talk about talk about the ball games, project what's happening and what's been happening, and uh, and we try to give try to give a lot of emphasis on the southeast, but have something for people that keep up with national college football as well. In your career, how hard has it been able to separate heart from the brain and kind of what what? You well, know, it would be. I mean, because you've you, got the Auburn ties, yeah, obviously. You got to be honest about and it. That's something the, that we. We have a really difficult time doing yeah. it ourselves. Well, I try not to. Yeah. Um, we, but the, the thing is, it's a little easier for you because you're, you're in a uh, controlled market. Sure. I mean, I mean, people can stream and everything, but, you know, I mean, you're in Lee County. Right. And the, and the surrounding area, central Alabama, where, you know, we've got magazines all over the country. We'll, we'll sell probably 700,000, three-quarters of a million magazines this year, um, uh, and that's nationwide. Uh, and, and, of course, our radio network is all over, and we – you know, we cover, I've, I mean, I've been privileged to be able to cover the College World Series and Final Fours and college championship games and most every bowl game. And 
because I've been doing this a long time, and there are people in your audience right now that are shaking their head and saying, yeah, <laughs> boy, he sure has. Um, but, but, yeah, it is, but you've got, you've got to, you know, you're, you're trained in journalism to, uh, to be objective. That's right. And to be fair. There's a difference between writing a story and doing a column, and I do both. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a columnist, and in my columns, I, I can go with opinion. Uh, I've written some pretty ugly things about Auburn over the years, uh, but they deserved it. And uh, I hope I've written some really good things about them that people have enjoyed. Uh, our stories, I did the, uh, in, in Lindy Southeastern Magazine that's out now, uh, I did write the team story. Uh, it's a seven, eight-page uh, feature, and uh, I hope that anybody that reads it will think it's objective. Um, you know, I've written, written columns about a lot of things relating to Auburn and a lot of things not relating to Auburn. Um, and, um, and I hope I've done a good job at, uh, at being objective about it. You know, I, would, I wish that everything that I wrote about was about Auburn winning everything they ever did and everything being wonderful. Unfortunately, that's not, uh, that's not the reality of life. Well, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I guess, and it's something that I've experienced uh, from my time working in the newspaper and even on radio. I'm sure these guys have, but you get the Auburn fans and they just expect that you're going to talk sunshine and rainbows to them. But uh, I mean, the, yeah, I guess you have to get the, under, the Auburn fans to understand and that you've got, it's no, not I, always great that you're going to tell the bad stuff. And it's not just our fan base. I mean, it's that way in this in this room right here. There are 12 or 15 radio stations that carry the Lindy's football report. Right. Oh, and they would love it for everything that we pump out every week uh, to be of better roses. <laughs> but but it's not, you know, and so you've got to you've got to tell it like it is. If you're not going to be objective and uh, why would anybody listen to you? And we we try we we give in our in our publications. Uh, we have more content than anybody else, uh, probably by a pretty substantial margin. A lot of people. Uh, that have done what we've done over the years and now out of business. There, when I started doing this, well, I've been working with Lindy's 32 years, and uh, we've been in business. This is our 41st year, and there are uh, double figure. You couldn't count on, on all your fingers the people that used to do what, our do what we do that don't exist anymore. Right. But a number of years ago, it became obvious that we couldn't just do, just do print. We started out doing print. Now we've got an active website. Uh, we do contests and, and, and uh, feature-type things. We do a special edition for the winner of the Super Bowl, the uh, World Series, sometimes the basketball championships, and always the winner of the uh, football championship, the college football championship. Um, have had the opportunity to do a couple of, of those on Auburn. Uh, I've had a whole lot of opportunity to do them on Alabama. Yeah. Uh, and, but, the, but the good thing about it is about, about being able to cover the SEC and being in the market that we're in, since since 2003, you've had five. No, you had to go back to 98 for Tennessee. Since 98, you've had five SEC teams win the national championship. Since uh, since 2003, you've had four SEC teams win the national championship, and and others play for them that they lost. Big Ten, they like to think that they're the you know up there with uh, with the SEC. Uh, Ohio State has won a couple. That's it. Um, you've had, on, on the Pac-12, uh, you've had Oregon play for it twice. You had Washington be in there for it. Um, you've had a couple of teams from the, uh, but you hadn't had one win it. I'm trying to remember how long it's been since they went at, te- uh, Texas won it in 2004. Right. Um, but in the SEC, Alabama's won like six. Uh, LSU's won two, Auburn's won two, Georgia's won one, Georgia's lost one, Auburn's lost one, uh, LSU's lost 
at least one. Uh, so it's a common thing that the SEC uh, does this. But it's not just in football. I was out, I was at the College World Series again this year. We, yeah. had, we had three SEC teams. Last time I was out there, we had four SEC teams. And that's, Auburn's been to the College World Series three times when there were multiple SEC teams. And look at gymnastics. Look at swimming. Look at, you know, the SEC dominates things. I thought it was interesting this morning. Um, I think that uh, Commissioner Sankey, and, and I probably like y'all, I've, he's been doing it now since uh, Commissioner Slive, you know, had his cancer, and, and he had to take over in 2015. And I've listened to every one of the talks yeah. that, that Commissioner Sankey's done, and usually they're fluff. But I thought he really stepped up to the plate today and put more meat into what he said sure. than any other time. And maybe part of that is because what I was going on. Because he addressed, hey, he didn't duck questions. And that's one thing I like about him. He's pretty straight up. But he talked about, is it going to be an eight-game or a nine-game conference schedule when Texas Oklahoma comes in? And the, and the disadvantages that a nine, I'm personally a proponent of nine games. But there are some disadvantages to that. And he talked about that. He talked about the, uh, the college playoffs. What's going to happen with that, with all this realignment stuff? I personally uh, uh, support an eight-game schedule, and I've written a couple columns about that. But I, I really don't like a 12-game because it's going to cause people to have buys. And I don't think you ought to have buys. 12-team playoff. A 12-team playoff, yeah. that's right, 12-team playoff. Because in the College World Series, in the Final Four, or in the, the NCAA tournament, those type of things, you don't have buys. Right. And I don't like the idea of having buys. But he gave some reasons why having 12 would make – sense I, I listened to him i'm not going to change my mind probably right but 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 he did give some you know some sense on it uh he addressed very in much detail this name image likeness mess and and what it's doing and the same with the transfer portal and guys i i think as what happens look i'm an old conservative guy anybody that knows me knows that i don't like things to change a whole lot and i like things to be traditional uh, i'm afraid that in politics these days that in economics, that certainly in sports, that people do things without thinking about what the ramifications of them are going to be. It sounds nice. It sounds nice. Those players aren't able to get money. Let's give them a stipend. Let's give them a way to make money. Uh, that evolves into the NIL and look at all the problems that's causing. Okay, you've got players. If coaches go from one school to another, a player ought to be able to do that. Players ought to be able to not be stuck. So we go to the transfer portal. Except, look, what's that's caused? And, you know, I think that... Chaos. Exactly, yeah. chaos. And and if you had really thought about it, you would have known it was going to cause chaos. If you said, okay, you can, you can transfer twice, or you can't transfer to a team in your own conference, or you've got to wait... But to saying, you can go willy-nilly, how many, uh, how many teams will this be that uh, uh, Powell has played basketball for? Too many. Is it three or four? He played for, played for Auburn. Us, played for Auburn, for Tennessee. Now he's going to Washington State. Right. Yeah. He's got another year to transfer. Right. So don't don't feel like that he's doing all of them. And I don't want to criticize transfers, the transfer portal idea, because where would Auburn be in basketball without the transfer portals? Right. Bruce Pearl and his staff have done a magnificent job of combining high school recruiting with transfer portals. So I don't the want national to be, defensive player of the year is yeah, transfer. Exactly. This exactly. past year for I mean, Walker Kessler. Yeah, I don't want to be a hypocrite about it. However, I, I would have liked it had they done the transfer portal deal with some rules up front instead of trying to make them now. It would have been better if they'd come up with this national uh, the uh, name, image, likeness deal 
<clears throat> don't try. It's like my grandmother would have said, trying to get the horses back in the barn after the gates opened. Well, they opened the gate and they didn't care where the horses went. And now they're trying to rein them in. And that's not an easy thing to do. And um, so just a whole lot going on in, and it doesn't just affect football because it affects amateur athletics in general. The NIL applies to baseball and basketball and all just the same. Right. And, and in, in the Olympics, I remember when they had the, uh, the first dream team in 92, I guess it was. Right. Out Barkley and, and Magic Johnson, Jordan, Jordan and all those guys. Well, obviously that's the best team in the world. But they're playing in the, in the Olympics that's supposed to be amateur athletics. Well, it isn't amateur athletics anymore. Right. Because now in so many sports, you've got it different. Birmingham had the World Games this past week. They did. And they did. I don't know if y'all watched it much. They did a magnificent job. I'm from Hueytown, Alabama. <laughs> I'm actually from Rock Creek, which is out in the country outside Hueytown. And I was skeptical when they said Birmingham, Alabama has got the World Games. I'm thinking, oh, my God, what have they done? <laughs> is this nuts? But they did, a, they did a wonderful job. But those people in the sports they did are still, still primarily amateur. Right. And I'm afraid the line has blurred too much between amateur and, you know, when – and I don't, I, don't, I don't know the details, but when a quarterback goes to Texas and he's going to make more money than a lot of head coaches, uh, something doesn't seem right about that to me. And but what do you you know what are you going to do? Yeah. Every state has different laws that affect it. It's just I don't know. It's just we, we've done a lot of things well, that make the sports chaotic. And I think to to talk about what Commissioner Sankey had to say about that point exactly, a question was directly asked to him, like what are some of those holdups in Congress that we're experiencing? And the commissioner was also quick to point out that you know you have major topics in the world right now yep. with. Russia and what's taking place, and then also with uh, econo- you know, the economics that are currently here, elections always going. There's a lot of different things yep. in the world that need attention on top of the fact that uh, there's a lot of chaos in college football. And the world has gotten so small yeah, and communication so quick. We started I've, – I've had the privilege to work in the nation of Ukraine for about 25, 26 years, and we started an American football team in Lugansk. Uh, back in the early 2000s, okay, the Lugansk, the Lugansk Panthers, and um, it's a fun fact that, of the day. All right, there you go. And we also we we took a we took a coaching clinic over to Eastern Ukraine in Donetsk. Uh, those places have been bombed off the map, and that coach has now had to evacuate out of the country, and he's now coaching a team in Romania. And uh, and here we are in Atlanta, Georgia, and we can do a direct tie to a coach that's in Romania because Vladimir Putin is blowing people away with bombs. I mean, that's what our world has become. Uh, and a, a, lot has, a lot has changed in our world, J.J., that's not for the good. It's crazy to keep up with everything, you know, in, in college football. We're chatting here with Lynn Scarborough from Lindy Sports. Uh, we take a look at Auburn, the on-the-field product, for what we can expect going into this 2022 season. Uh, quarterback position is where you have to start with any football yep. team. And um, Calzada, Finley... You know, a lot of people liked what they Ashford. saw to Robbie Ashford, yep. Yep. Uh, the Hoover product at, at the spring game. Uh, I think you're in the Zach Calzada camp, if I remember that correctly. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Um, I think he's got more experience. Um, and, you know, of course, he beat Alabama, but then they also lost some game. He did not have a good game against Auburn. Right. Um, so he's been, you know, he's been inconsistent. Uh, Finley was certainly inconsistent. Um, you know, yeah, I, here's the deal. 
I think Auburn is better than what people think they're going to be. The problem is who you play and where you play them. You know, every year when we make our predictions, you're not always necessarily picking that the, the team – are you picking the best team or are you picking the team that's going to finish the highest? And that's not always the same because, you know, Mississippi State played in the SEC championship game. Missouri played in the championship game twice. You think they have the best team? No way. They got, they got the brains beat out. Right. But the schedule allowed them to play ball games. And so um, I think Auburn is, Auburn is better than a lot of people. We picked, hey, look, we picked Auburn last in the Western Division. So have several other people. Do I think Auburn's going to go the whole time and not win any ball games? Of course not. Auburn's a better team than that. It would not surprise me, quite frankly, to see Auburn win their first five or six games. But, but they also could lose three out of the first six games. And they could have a really good team, a better than average team, and lose three ball games by the middle of the season. And if that's the case, I hope that Auburn fans, which I'm not just picking on our fans, I'm picking on, picking on fans in general, but LSU, for example, I was just on with a couple of LSU guys. They open, Kelly's first game, uh, he opens with Florida State at, an, at a neutral field. Okay? Later, later in, the, in the month, about four or five weeks later, he plays at Auburn. He also plays at Tennessee. He plays at Florida, and he plays, I think, at it might be Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's Alabama. So he plays at Auburn, at Alabama, at Tennessee, at Florida, and he opens with Florida State. That to me that's doesn't, tough. That doesn't sound like for a team that's got a new coaching staff coming in and they lost about twenty players or something. Yeah. To you know, is that a real formula for winning? You know, I don't know. Is it, is it a formula for winning that you lost your offensive coordinator, you lost your defensive coordinator, your starting three-year quarterback has gone to another school, so you don't know who your quarterback's going to be, right. uh, and you op- you're uh, playing uh, on, the, on the home field of the two teams that played for the national championship, and you're playing Texas A&M, and you're playing Arkansas, uh, and, oh, yeah, by the way, Penn State comes in. Right. Now, does losing both your coordinators, losing your quarterback, uh, and having the, what has been put up as the most difficult schedule in the country, is that the formula for winning a lot of games? Uh, most people would not think so. Auburn people, on the other hand, are going to say, oh, yeah, we might not win but 10. And, you know, and you've got to be realistic about what you're dealing with. And, and sometimes I could be yeah. in that optimistic camp, yeah, but just, it is it – is, I understand. It's – Nice to yeah. take reality pills from time to time. Sure. Hey, well, <laughs> but when you're talking about a schedule and when you're talking about Auburn, is that Penn State game the most important game of Brian Harson's career? Because you have to think they're going to win the first two. Well, you, you would think that that's going to set the tone for what – are the fan base going to try to run him out of town after Penn State? Or is everybody going to, like, jump on board and like, here we go, let's jump behind him? It just seems like it is such a crucial game. For his career and his potential career at Auburn, it's according to how you lose. Yeah, if you lose fifty to nothing, that's one thing. Uh, if you lose by one touchdown, that's another thing. Unless you have gotten to the opponent's two-yard line with a guy in your backfield who's averaging five yards a carry, and instead of giving him the ball <laughs> on the third or fourth down, you throw a uh, fake, you throw a fade pass to the corner of the end zone twice. Two now, one of the shortest so, guys on the field. So <laughs> it's a, so it's according uh. to how you lose. If, if Auburn loses to a good Penn State team in a respectable game by a close margin, I would hope that fans are objective enough, smart enough, not to throw the kitchen sink at him. You know, if they lose, this is a Penn State team that's good, sure. but they're not in the same category as Ohio State. This is a good team, but it's not a great team. Uh, if they come down and beat Auburn by seven touchdowns, that's another thing. If they beat Auburn by a field goal, then that's something else. 
unless we let's say they beat Auburn by four points, not a field goal because you got Anders Carlson. Yeah. But if they beat Auburn by four points and they had the ball on the two-yard line and Tank Bigsby sits on the sideline while they throw two fade passes, then the guy that's going to be leading the charge out onto the field may be us. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, that's fair. But, but now also in reality, I think Auburn could lose that game by just a point. And there's still going to be Auburn fans who are like, well, get, get him out, get him out. Well, I would, I would, Take, I would say done. there's probably five people around this table right now that's going to be disappointed if Auburn loses that game by one point. No sure. kidding. But I, would, but I would hope that there's five of us around here and a whole lot in the listening audience that will be objective enough and look and see, you know, look and see what's happening. I mean, this is a team that's playing in the Western Division of the SEC, which is the toughest division and the toughest conference in the country, and they're going to have one of the toughest schedules in the country with two new coordinators and a new quarterback. Where can people find the magazine? Anywhere that good magazines are sold. If you can't find one, call our office or go to the website, and we'll get one to you. Perfect. Lynn Scarborough, thanks for being here with us. Enjoy it, JJ. Thank you all.